Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WWE Universe jam packed Ford Field for the biggest event of the summer, SummerSlam. And now that the biggest event of the summer has concluded, perhaps we can welcome you to the biggest press conference of the summer, the WWE SummerSlam Press Conference. My name is Byron Saxon. Hello to all of you joining us throughout the WWE Universe and our various social media platforms, as well as all our media members who are here tonight. Now, throughout the press conference here, we'll be joined by a number of WWE superstars who are victorious during SummerSlam, including the winner of the Tribal Combat Match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, We'll be joined by the new WWE Women's Champion, and we'll also be joined by the man who won the SummerSlam Battle Royal here tonight. Oh, and last but not least, we'll also hear from the Chief Content Officer of WWE, Paul Triple H Levesque. But now, our first guest is a man who faced the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar and the rubber match of their highly personal conflict and perhaps earn the respect of the beast in the process. Please welcome the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Let's find out. <laughs> Yeah? Delicious. Excellent. Legit delicious. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Do you, do you want to try the blue one? Just oh, the... Why not? Yeah. Let's find out. No pressure. <laughs> Ruthless raspberry. Ruthless raspberry. About to be consumed by Cody Rhodes, and the verdict is... They both. Thumbs up. If I had to pick a winner between Ruthless raspberry and Berry Powerbomb... I'm gonna go Ruthless Raspberry. That's my pick. That's my pick. How's everybody doing? Yeah? 
Who's all in here? Sorry, I'm just jumping on no, it. No, all over the place. The energy now from this How's everybody? Good. AJ's in here, huh? All right. And Bill too? What a mix we've got here. A little round of applause for Bill Hatter. What do you want to do? Well, I guess we can take some questions. Sound, ready? Sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. First one goes. Yes, sir. Hey, Cody. Good to see you again. Chris Baker. Chris. Cody. Hey. You've had quite the story here with uh, Brock Lesnar. It's Tommy, did you hold up? Did you really just turn the... Wow. <laughs> Get Tommy come back out here, please. Tommy, please. Please. Just, just... Guys, this is Tommy. Everybody say hi, Tommy. Tommy makes a lot of things happen backstage that are very difficult to get done. So he's a huge, important member of the team and been wonderful to me. So we love Tom. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Michael's out. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Okay. Yes, Chris, you got a question. Yes. You've had quite the story here with Brock Lesnar. Looks like maybe that story uh, has come to an end here tonight. Talk us through that moment after the match that you and Brock shared in the ring. I got asked a question um, right after it was over. We were just filming some behind the scenes content and uh, I don't think it's dawned on me what a moment like that really means. Um, this run, since I came back to WWE, has been consistently surprising to me in every way. And I think that's why I'm so touched by it all it's real it's as real as it could get in in this world and um that'll be something that i look at and and have a very uh deep deep appreciation i mean the guy also hocked a loogie on me in the middle of the match uh he's given me more german suplexes more f5s f5s through tables absolutely eviscerated me on many levels and somehow some way I felt like there was maybe just this bond by battle there in that final moment and I I'm very grateful for what's happened uh, I, I don't want to wrestle Brock Lesnar again uh, but I am incredibly grateful for the opportunity to do it and to compete at his level because I said this uh, last night when he's gone and I don't know when that's going to be who knows because he can go when he's gone I think the world will realize what we've got it's a freaking unicorn you know that's just a very unique once in a lifetime individual and to have that moment at the end uh, and I know I'm kind of so longer answered than maybe I was supposed to give, but uh, I thought a lot about Brock looking at him tonight, and it reminded me of how my dad um, looked at Harley Race. And I thought, you know, maybe I've got my Harley Race, you know, maybe just because there's nobody tougher than Brock Lesnar. And again, uh, that was a special moment. I'll, I'll, I'll know what it really meant in the days to come. Bill? Yes, yeah, so your uh, matches, you were talking about Dusty and Harley Race. So Brock Lesnar kind of interrupted your title reign, looking for the title at this point. Mm -hmm. So what are your plans now? Intercontinental, 
U.S. championship? I think uh, I think everybody in the room probably knows what my plans are, right? And uh, I mean that with the utmost respect to the question. Yeah, yeah. But we were talking about finishing the story. Now the thing that I've been kind of saying to myself, saying out loud, saying while I'm laying there on the mat, is get back. I want to get back to the situation that I was in, to the same scenario I was in, and fix that outcome. Um, I'm not going to say specifically what that is, but I think we can all read between the lines. And the journey to get there is dang near next to impossible. It really is. Really, really is, including three with Brock Lesnar. But uh, that would be what I would hope. But again, as I, as I told Chris, consistently surprised. So you never, you really never know. I don't mean that as a, a tagline. With me, on Monday nights, you have, you never know. And uh, it's been a great surprise so far. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. Next question. First row. You brought Byron. He's really weak in how you selected that there. I'm making it dramatic. Okay. <laughs> it's a dramatic point. Dramatic oh my gosh. Congratulations, Cody. Thank you. We've all been watching your documentary, and this was a moment that we've all been waiting for, and you had this emotional moment at the end of it. You had a moment of sportsmanship, of mutual respect. What do you think your dad would be thinking about this moment tonight? I'll tell you, I wish I knew. Um, as much as I think about it, right? I had this crazy dream. Uh, the other night I told the, only, the few people here at, at WWE who even know who this person is, and it's a limited few. I had this dream that my dad introduced me to Eddie Graham, and I was gonna be a, a young wrestler coming into championship wrestling from Florida, and I just didn't want it to end, and then I woke up. <laughs> And um, I never, I've never met Eddie. Um, but I, as much as those moments come and dreams like that happen, I do genuinely try to think less about what would Dusty have said, what would Dusty have done, and I think about, um, damn it, sorry. I think about the people I have, and. The documentary pretty much <laughs> named them. Uh, I have my mother, uh, Brandy, and Liberty, and my sister, Teal. Tonight I was reminded backstage just how important my brother Dustin is to me. I don't, I don't give him enough love, and I should, brothers. Um, but uh, that's who I do it for. I could spend all, all my dreams thinking about Dusty and what would have happened and how he would have felt. Uh, you know, um, but uh, I got him for what I got him. And uh, he, he, uh, he's with me every step of the way. Cody, Connor Casey, comicbook.com. Oh, I know, I know. I know everybody in this room, I think, right? Anybody new? You're new, huh? How you feeling? I'm good, I feel good to be here. Good, okay, good, yeah, good. It's a welcoming environment. Yes. You, you went into great detail in the documentary about the American nightmare and what that means to you and that persona. Um, 
now that you've been back here for a bit, how do you want that character to evolve going forward? Well, great question. I, I feel like I just stepped in to the role, right? Now, I, the American Nightmare, and I mentioned this in the documentary, it's this collection of all these things that I've, I've been and was, but here, it has caught on in a way that I want to just continue what we're doing. I've never seen so many signs with this, you know, this one from being, you know, what wrestling and sports entertainment fans thought was the worst tattoo in the history of the industry. And now this, it's on every sign out there and you've got these wonderful young fans and just jumping on board. I just want to continue to go down that road. Um, and and I think I've found, and I say this, I could be completely wrong, I think I've found my final form. And it took me a while. Some folks get it right out the gate. They know who they're supposed to be. And that's special, I don't begrudge them. Me, slow learner. And uh, I think I found my final form. So it's really just polishing up the best of the American nightmare. But I still, I mean, I look at everything. I watch everything. I see the speed of the game. I see what's happening uh, and see where the puck is going. That's what I always try to do. Joe Coff, who, very important guy to me. I remember him telling me one time, he said, you're one of the few guys who could see where the puck is going. And I want to keep that. I want to keep that and honor that. But uh, I just like to build upon what we have. All right, Cody, that wraps up our question. That's it? I'm sorry. You don't want to do one more? I mean, if you want one more. You can do one for the newbie. For the newbie? OK, the newbie gets a question. The newbie. Give me a microphone. Hi, hi, I'm Big Barbie, Nikki Bougie here with Women's Wrestling Talk. Love it. Thank you so much. First and foremost, let's go back to that candid photo that you took with Bianca Belair. When you first got- Oh, at Mania, yeah. Can you detail that conversation in any way? And also a follow-up, what is it and how important is it for you to build these relationships with the younger talent to show your veteran and also show them that anything is really possible? Oh, those are great. Uh, that moment that happened, it happened under the WrestleMania stage in Dallas. Uh, I feel like I'll have, forever have this moment with her because I was the first person on the roster that I had to I communicated with. Everybody else I would see when I came back through the curtain for the first time, then at the following TVs. That was the first person, and it was a perfect individual to me because I think... I wanted to bring my standard, and I like to consider myself the very best. I genuinely do, because I think of it in a positive. That's what motivates me. But meeting someone who's the best, and who has upheld the standard, and this is her house, uh, it was important to, to offer up that respect, not just as a peer, but as a, thank you for letting me come here. This locker room didn't have to accept me. I'm shocked. I'm shocked they did. Uh, they uh, they took me in open arms, and uh, that's just something that I was I was glad I, I got that endorsement from her, and I was happy to to meet her. It's a special moment. As far as young talent, I'll, I'll wrap it up, Byron. That's all I've got. I made a chunk of my career about recruiting and being around younger talent, and. Uh, and getting them ready for whatever it might be, uh, that will always just be something that's incredibly important. Again, we're talking about knowing where the puck is going, right? 
you okay well that's where it's going you got to find them and not just find them you have to put them through what Brock Lesnar put me through tonight it's not a thing that you can just take yeah you know you have to you have to earn it and uh, I was able to do that tonight so I, I I think it's one of the most important things to have that relationship help out and uh, and, and and do it properly thank you guys thank you very much Damage Control, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll start off with our first question, which goes to third row. Oh, no. Yeah, this side. Hi there, ladies. Rick Uccino with uh, SB, SB Nation, excuse me. EO, first off, congratulations. Uh, tonight was truly one of those how can you not be romantic about wrestling kind of moments. Um, one year ago, you guys debut as a group, and it was a long road to get to the top of the mountain here. Just being there together, because Dakota, you were a great surprise. Being there together to share in this moment now that Damage Control has a world championship. What did that mean to all three of you? Well, that's a first. Cool question. Yeah, it's a beyond the words, beyond the words. So thanks for coming back. You Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything and you won't believe how simple it is. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
I thought you were busy, but no. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah you already helped me. Mary already helped me a lot, so that's why here is a gold. So that is the best thing, and also I always appreciate you guys. We love you. We, yeah. we, I feel a year ago we, we set out this goal of what we wanted to do and, and the whole year was so many waves of emotions, so many yeah. different things happened. We lost Dakota a couple months ago, just like such a downfall, but we had so many highs, so many lows, but we still stuck together. We're still here right now, a year later. And the fact that she walked out, first of all, this was a big deal. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that she walked out with that tonight, beating Bianca Belair, who we confronted last year, brought it all back around. Is a it's a fairy tale. It's a it's very much a fairy tale story with yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, magic wrestling is magic. Yeah. Next question, front row. Hi there, I'm Stephanie Hypes with Ten Count. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, should be saying congratulations to you and Bailey. Yeah. Or okay. okay. <laughs> and okay. Dakota. All three of you, Dakota, are you back back? Um, so I came because like this is such a big moment for her and us as a group. You know, I'm still a ways away from being in ring cleared, um, but I had to be here for like her tonight. Like this is a crazy accomplishment for her representing us as damage control. So, um, but yeah, 2024 is about to be crazy, but we're getting there. My, I'm squatting heavy, all right? I'm doing some sleigh pushes and stuff. We're good. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still be together, all right? Yeah, yeah. We'll still be together so we can win the tag title. Yeah. We really take over. Gold, gold. Yeah. Front row. Hi, ladies. Congratulations. I'm Isa with Lucha Libre Online. And I would like to take you back to Backlash in Puerto Rico. And I wanted to ask you, what was it like to you to hear the way that Puerto Rico and that crowd reacted to you? Oh yeah, that was amazing. So I feel I felt like uh, the crowd expect I became a champion, mm -hmm. and I made it tonight. You know, yeah. finally. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that crowd loves. Yeah, but I feel like you're pretty pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, backlash was the where was that? Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, I'm not surprised who's your best moral. We all thought you were going to win that night, but we were waiting for the special night, which is the one year anniversary. Well, that wraps up our questioning. Eo, once again. Oh, slow. Sorry that they're. Kind of follow the orders of the boss. Okay, but Eo, once again, congratulations on becoming the new WWE. Congratulations. Did it feel like a long time coming? Because the WWE Universe felt like it was a long time coming. <laughs> I, man, you, you could look at it that way. I definitely look at it that way in the grand scheme of things. But if you're also looking at the fact that, uh, what, LA Knight only appeared on the uh, SmackDown roster, what, back in October? So in a weird way, this has been an amazingly fast climb. Um, and, and it's been really crazy how it's happened, kind of unexpected at the same time in a strange way. 
I've said this before, I'll say it again. I, I always knew that I had something to give. Did I know that it was going to go to this level this quickly? Not necessarily. Uh, but damn, here we are. Um, and for me, everybody's talking about, oh, well, he, you know, he, he, he needs the rocket strapped. Look, I'll strap my rocket to myself, and that's exactly what I've done. So here we are, Slim Jim Battle Royal, 25 other guys getting tossed over, and I get to raise my hand. First row. Hi, Joel Torres from Guantanamo. How are you? Doing all right, my guy. How are you doing? I'm great. Congratulations. Oh. Um, with your experience, what's that thing that you have learned here working now in WWE that you maybe didn't learn before and you are applying now in your career? Um, well, you know, I, look, I, I mean, I've, I've done TV in so many different places, but there's no place... There's no stage as big as this. There's no place as big as this. And so there's so many meticulous details to go through, but always just being cognizant of everything that's happened. But also, it, 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 there, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot more pressure here. Because um, you got to look at all the different places I've been have been smaller stages. Everybody's trying to get here. This is the biggest stage. So all the pressure's there. So any pressure that anybody puts on me out there, that ain't, that ain't nothing. Because all the bit of pressure that I've got up here on myself, it is insurmountable because I, I, I don't know how to give up. I don't know how to quit. I think a lot of people in my journey would have quit a long time ago. Um, and, and I was, I just, I have an inability. Literally, I was sitting back there three minutes ago with this water bottle trying to get the damn label off of it. Couldn't do it until I'm, I'm like, give me a key. I gotta get, even little things like that. I do not know how to quit. And so here I am, proof positive. Just running the game at this point, and it's only getting started. And final question for LA Knight. You, sir. And three and out. Yeah. <laughs> Better make it a good one. Julie, with the Nocturnal, I would like to ask about the Slim Jim partnership. I already feel like this is going to be a bad one. Let's get the next question. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, this was great. And second, um, when did you learn that you was going to be part of this commercial? As soon as I won the, the match. So they, they actually, I, I won the match. They sent me through time, filmed the commercial, and then the thing was up there. It was amazing. I don't even know how they did it. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of crazy how that worked out, but here we are. Um, you know, I mean, you know, there was some talk. There was some talk of possibly doing that. And then, you know, so so you, you got the Slim Jim thing coming up. We got the match. All right, well, then if I'm going to be the guy representing Slim Jim, then I need to be the guy representing WWE, and I need to be the top guy in that match. And so once I knew, that gave me extra motivation to go out there and do what I did. We got another one? I was told we have, yeah, time for one more question. One more, last one. one. What's going on? Deshaun Whipple from Urban 95. There he is. You better slow down while that attitude. <laughs> you, I got it. Right, use your inside voice. I'll put you outside. I, I just want to talk to you. Yeah. All right. But real quick, man, you are a confident dude. You called your shot in the Battle Royal, man. But like you just kind of talked about, do you ever waver in your confidence at all, man? Because we see this. The people, we love you to death, man. But are we going to be scared? Are we going to be worried that you can't do this? Tell us the truth, man. How do you really feel inside? I'm wondering how you're really feeling right now because you're asking me if I'm scared. Are you scared? Absolutely not. I'm leaving. Are you, are you scared I'm not going to be able to keep this up? I believe in you. All right. I think well, we well, here, well, here's the thing. I believe in me. And that's why I got here. 
So whether anybody else believes in that, whether anybody else cares about that, that's fine. Because here, here's the thing. I never went out there and asked for anybody to cheer me. I never asked for anybody to give me anything. All I did was I went out there, I did my thing, and I'm going to continue to do that same thing. So whether that means that people love me, whether they hate me, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep doing me. And it's been working. So, again, does that mean, am I going to be able to keep this up, brother? Look, I'm just getting started. All right. So, so, so I'm going to tell you like this again. I don't know how to quit. So even if I waver, whatever that confidence is, wherever that comes from, yeah, of course, there's occasionally a little bit of doubt that creeps in there. But there's a point in time where I've got to look in the mirror, remember who I am, remember where I've come from, remember where I am, and then think about where the hell I'm going. We good? Fair enough. Yeah. Thank you, LA Night. My uh, apologies. Hey, guess what? The greatest of all time, Paul Hammond's coming out. No. Oh, our next guest won, and then all of a sudden, oh, but he won't be here. Yeah, just get some counsel with him. Does the greatest of all time, Paul Hammond, work? Ha! <laughs> wow. Next. All right, uh, Mr. Hammond is here. First question in the front row. Hey, I'm Paul Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone.com. So the question is, how am I doing? Oh, uh, it's actually, I think, a simple question. What inning are we in? Bottom of the third. I mean, we're just figuring this stuff out. We haven't even, we haven't even hit our stride yet. There, there's just, if you want to take the arrogant approach, I'm sure Paul Levesque will tell you all the box office records that have been smashed. And every Friday night when we show up at SmackDown, we're always told, this is the largest gate of this, and this is the largest gate of that. And this is the largest premium live event, and this is the largest WrestleMania. Okay, we, we, can, we, can, we can sit there and, and, and point to what really drove all of this, and that's quite clearly the bloodline. And when I say the bloodline, I essentially mean the tribal chief Roman Reigns. But we're just figuring this out. There's so much more to learn. There's so much more for us to grasp. There's so much more for us to master. Uh, it's a craft, and 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 it's and it's and it's an evolving craft. It, it's a, it's like mixed martial arts. If, if if someone sits there and says, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a 19th Dan black belt in jujitsu, they're they're going to get choked out the next week because it's an ever-evolving sport, and this is an ever-evolving form of entertainment. And, 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 and if you sit there and you think like, man, we got this, this is it, okay, we're, mad. we're cruising now all the way to WrestleMania, we're gonna be replaced, and we should be. If, if you don't come at this with the greatest ambitions to be much better tomorrow than you are today and much better two days from now than you are tomorrow, then you're, you're not here to be the greatest of all time. And that's what Roman Reigns wants to be. And that's what Roman Reigns is, is determined to be. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, for me, that's the only reason why I agreed to have life after Lesnar. How could I have ever topped the run I had with Brock Lesnar? Roman Reigns. Because he's that ambitious, because he wants it that badly. So what inning are we in? Bottom of the third. Wait till you see what we got in the fourth. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Pritchard. And I'm doing fine, thank you for asking. 
Uh, hi, AJ from the AJ Awesome Show. Um, there's been a lot of turmoil in the bloodline recently with Solo Sokoa seeming to be separating himself from Roman Reigns. What do you think Paul Heyman will be doing next after the bloodline disbands? I, 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 I don't know what will you do when the earth blows up and we all live on Mars because of Elon Musk. I mean, I, I, we're bo 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 case in point, bo bottom of the third, and you're asking questions like, you know, it's the, the seventh inning stretch. Uh, the, the, the bloodline disbands? We're there already? That's it? There's, there's no more stories to tell? We, we already know why Jimmy did what Jimmy did. We already know what's going on between Solo and Roman Reigns. We already know where the wise man Paul Heyman stands. We'll do it all on Friday. Calm down a little with, with the progression of the storylines. We've been doing this for three years, and not once has, have, have I heard a credible person say, it's been dragging on. It doesn't drag on. We, 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 we continue to layer and peel back layers and reveal more things about each persona, where just when you think you have the persona completely figured out, there, there's something new to learn about that person and their dynamic within the other people in, in, in the group. And sometimes it involves people outside of the group, like, 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 like Sami Zayn. So uh, what will I do when the bloodline disbands? I, I don't know. I'll probably be celebrating my 120th birthday by then. <laughs> and one more question for Mr. Heyman. Hey, Paul, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. Whether it be Drew McIntyre, Jay Uso, Cody Rhodes, opponent after opponent, Roman Reigns puts him down. Ring supreme every single time. The fan reaction, deflating the arena after every single one of these defenses. Do you continue to take pleasure after every single one of these wins for Roman, or is it just business as usual, pay-per-view after pay-per-view? The, the answer, the short answer to your question, do I continue to take pleasure in, in every one of his performances, yes. The, the in-depth answer to your question is that question is based on on the premise that the 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 thing that I'm, I'm most proud of is 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 the match the victory um, I can't think of a frame of television I've been on and shared with Roman reigns in the past three years that hasn't been a career highlight for me or a life-affirming moment as as a, as a performer or a writer or a director, or a producer, or a collaborator. Um, I, I, I once heard Edward Norton trying, trying to describe what Marlon Brando did to acting. And Edward Norton said that Marlon Brando tilted the axis of how an actor approaches his craft. And to me, that's Roman Reigns. He has so completely redefined how we approach this industry, this genre. I truly, in my heart, don't believe that anyone in that locker room right now is in the same genre as Roman Reigns. I think they're all trying to figure out how he got, how the bloodline got to where he is. Um, his, his understanding of the medium, of the platform, of the op And again, it goes back to the pandemic. Everybody looked at the pandemic for the limitations that were provided. And in our first phone call together, as we started to conspire this entire theory, uh, was 
told you three years ago that that the the most highly anticipated moments on SmackDown was not on the set with Caleb Brax with Byron or with someone that sits here, you know, and this Saturday night will be live at SummerSlam and your opponent will be coming from that on the Universal Heavyweight Championship, but, but, but for the Olafala as well, and your thoughts, Mr. I'm coming here, I'm going to whip his ass, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, he's going to come down to SummerSlam! And that's what, that's what this business was, and, 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 it was, and it was great. And then it changed. Because we could sit there and do movie scenes together. And with each other. And with opponents. But by the time I got on Talking Smack with Caleb Braxton, I could sit with Roman's opponent and, and literally talk to them about the strategy of the match. I could sit with Big E and talk about his title aspirations when you know that Big E was going to come after Roman Reigns. I could sit there with Kevin Owens on the eve of a match. I could sit there with Edge the, the, the night before WrestleMania and talk about what it was like for Edge to have to give up a championship and now he's coming for it again. And I'm talking with him about it for 15 minutes. And it's not, you know, and, and, uh, and your mother sucks. And, uh, you know, and, and this wasn't just coming out of my imagination. This was playing off of what Roman Reigns did to tilt the axis. So again, short answer, infinitely proud of every match that he's had, infinitely proud of the stories that he tells, infinitely proud of, 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 of a D1 athlete that brings a performance that very few athletes, I mean, may, 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 Brock Lesnar, you know, brings, brings a level of athleticism like Roman Reigns does, and very, very few other people do. But I have, I, I, I have found that every frame Every, every microsecond, you know, 24 frames or 30 frames per second that I share with Roman Reigns is a career highlight for me. It's just, it's an honor for me. When I tell you that I acknowledge the tribal chief, I, I tell you, in my heart of hearts, I, 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 I acknowledge the tribal chief. Because he is to me. Because he's embodied it. He's, 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 he's taken over that persona. He's stepped into the skin. And, and, and I would dare anybody, you know, to, to, to sit there and say, I'm cutting a promo. Because look at the track record. It's three with three years into this. We're only in the bottom of the third. <laughs> Thanks for your question. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Paul Triple H Levesque. I didn't give Heyman one of the C4 energy drinks. <laughs> uh, he came out here, had another six hours of something to say. Um, I thought we had a fantastic night tonight, and um, I want to thank Detroit. It's been 30 years since our last SummerSlam in Detroit, and um, the city did not disappoint. I think um, they showed up in, in mass. They uh, showed up to have a great time. I think, um, and I think we delivered for him. I'm, I'm, uh, want to thank the partners of the Tigers and the Lions because they've been excellent partners in this process and helping us get to this point. Um, tonight was the highest grossing SummerSlam in the history of the WWE. It's actually our highest grossing PLE ever outside of WrestleMania. So successful on that. Um, Tonight's attendance was 59,194. I 
want to point out the fact of something that I think is really cool and Heyman just talked about the success of everything that's happening and um, while I certainly acknowledge the tribal chief and the bloodline I think it's so many things that have risen um, that have been um, put on display and people that have uh, been given the opportunity to shine in a way that has really sort of transformed WWE and that to me shows in things like us breaking records at every PLE that we have done in 2023. Every single one of them has broken a record. Um, so I think that's stating something that like Paul mentioned, um, almost every week when we're at uh, Raw, when we're at SmackDown or when we're getting the reports, it's largest gate ever, it's largest attendance in, in that market's history. The, the amount of records that we're setting right now, the amount of business that we're doing, um, if this was a tweet, I'd use the little flame emoji. <laughs> I'm learning. My daughter came with me on this trip. She's back there waiting for me, so I'm learning like the Twittery things or X's or whatever they're called. Um, so we're working on it. Um, well, more numbers for you guys next week on um, sponsorship, merch, social, but all of them at, at this moment look like they set records. Um, the viewership on Peacock looks pretty much like it's uh, it's a record um, for SummerSlam and uh, I think pretty much a record through the rest of the year, but we will see. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, highest grossing PLE outside of WrestleMania of all time, but also our largest um, sponsorship and partnership in this company's history um, from Slim Jim and the sort of the for SummerSlam, the sponsorship in general, setting records for the company. So successful weekend all the way around. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, you texted me you were going to be here looking for a gig, but good to see you. <laughs> Um, hopefully that momentum will keep going as, as uh, all of you know Wrestlemania 40 in Philly it goes on sale one week from Friday August 18th um, and from all indications right now the, the interest in it is at an all time high so um, wonderful evening thank you all for being here you know we had a, 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 obviously 150 media over 150 media in attendance tonight so I appreciate all the support all of you being here Hopefully you had a great time. I'm not going to go through the matches on the card because I think you all you all witnessed it. Um, I think you knew what there what what happened tonight. I think there's some incredible moments. A lot of them were talked about tonight. Um, I will mention to me that uh, you know I heard Cody say he had digested or had enough time to really digest the uh, the Brock Lesnar uh, moment after their match, completely unplanned. Um, completely in the moment and I, I just for me you know Brock Lesnar is such a unique athlete human being all those things but he really I don't believe gets the credit he should at being one of the all-time greats at, at this right um, you know un unbelievable athlete you know at the highest of levels UFC at the highest of levels right you could make the argument and and could would be accurate, greatest combat athlete of all time, but just, just talking about sports entertainment, just this, my opinion, one of the greatest of all times. I don't think because his style is different, because of the way he, he does it is different from anybody else, truly really is, um, you know, a, a, a generational talent for this. 
name the amount of people that Brock Lesnar has gotten up after going through a match like that, shook their hand, and pulled them in to hug them before walking out, right? Um, I know Brock. I work with him all the time. That was a holy shit moment for me, <laughs> right? So when Cody realizes what happens, I think he's, it, it's, it's a, that's a moment. And if that doesn't state to you where Cody is at, where this journey has taken him, where this journey has taken him from what many people questioned at WrestleMania to where he is right now, like that rise just continues um, to be phenomenal and he delivers at all turns. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, and it's the other thing that I noticed tonight to me, there's a lot of, a lot of moments of um, people shifting into another level, whether they'd been there before and had fallen off or whether they're getting there for the first time. But, you know, um, the, you know, Logan Paul just continues to excel, Ricochet getting an opportunity to shine and delivering an unbelievable performance um, a, a new baddest woman on the planet, so to speak, um, and and just that epic of a moment for Rhonda to do that, and for Rhonda to do what she does um, to me is, is again it's a, it's a Brock Lesnar moment. Um, L.A. Knight, you know, breaking out, uh, I, you know, it's just just a big night, and and even something like Io having the moment that she had. Um, stepping into her own um, in this environment when I think a lot of people understand what she brings to the table and, and what she can deliver but getting that opportunity again and it was great to see Dakota back um, but just a spectacular night and of course Roman and the Bloodline always deliver the women had a spectacular match so um, you know other than that I'm going to open it up to questions I'll start off in the front row see Byron learns right with the last time I battered him for not calling on the way. He starts with the woman straight out of the gate. So, I, I listen. I'm no, stubborn you, at times, you, but eventually no, I No, no, you listen, buddy. I'm not here to get anyone in trouble here. <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> All right. Uh, congratulations again on an incredible, incredible show. I'm Emily May with that hashtag show and Sportpita with Bill. And... There's been a lot of discussion. Why'd you make Bill sit all the way over there if he's with you? Well, I couldn't find him. I mean, I'm not that I blame you. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I couldn't find him. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, there's been a lot of discussion across the wrestling sphere about women and representation and diversity across many wrestling promotions. And so I would like to hear from you as someone that is a head of creative, how, especially with a new champion tonight, how are you pushing women across the board at WWE, especially with some new premium live events in our future? My take on that is the same as it's always been on that. I don't see the difference. I look at the women in WWE just like I look at the men in WWE. Um, their talent, and it's irrelevant to me if they're female talent, male talent, doesn't matter to me. I um, put the same amount of thought, put the same amount of process, um, and are just looking for the things that are delivering in the moment. I said it when it was when when they did it. When women main evented WrestleMania, it was because they were the main event of WrestleMania. I, we we didn't make them the main event of anything, and this has been for me through 
takeovers and NXT and all of it, if they were the main event, it was because they were the main event. Not because, hey, that's pretty good. You guys are women. I think I'll get better press if I put you in the main event. That's cool, right? No, it's not. It's, it's whoever is the most deserving, whatever is the most deserving. You know, there's, there's always going to be criticism of everything we do. My only thing is, one, have patience, two, there's, there's always another thing around the corner. Um, and you know, like there, there was a lot of, of uh, banter that I saw uh, this week about matches being cut, right? Which is the word that was used, but nothing was cut. There was no card announced. Right? If, if we don't have more things in the pocket, ready to go for a PLE than can fit in the PLE, I've done a terrible job. Because there's always an injury waiting around the corner. There's always a moment that changes everything. And when one creative thing changes, it changes the trajectory of everything, right? So if you don't have more stuff than you need, ready to go, you failed. Then you get to the unfortunate place where you and I have got too much stuff. I don't know about any of you, that show was plenty long tonight. Plenty long, right? Um, if it had been longer, it would have been bad. And so there comes a time when you say, well, does everything get shorter time? Does everything get rushed? Does everything get harried? Or do we move things around and shift it and give it a bigger spotlight? As a performer for me, I'd rather have the bigger spotlight. That's how I look at it. But when it comes to the difference between like, how do we how do we write the storylines? How do we get here and there with, with different characters and all of that? I don't look at it as any different. It's talent. What can I, what storyline can I create with the best talent to create the best moment, to create the best matches, main events, PLEs, and everything is looked at as a whole. And it's looked at as a cycle from the year. Right? So you, you have to look at all of it. It's it's a gigantic puzzle. All the way in the back row. Hi, Brandon Thurston from Wrestling. I was wondering if you could tell us a little about Vince uh, McMahon's uh, contribution to creative lately and to, uh, to what extent his recovery from surgery will impact his ability to continue to contribute for now. Uh, as, as far as the surgery goes, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, I can't tell you how fast that recovery will be or if, if I'm a guessing man, um, I've seen Vince come back from some remarkable things way faster than anybody else I've ever seen do it. Um, he still brags that he was back quicker from two quarters at the same time than I was from one. Um, so, you know, how long that is, I, I don't know. Um, as far as contributions, I, I will just say this. The reason WWE is what it is, the reason this business, not just WWE, because you could make an argument, very valid one, that without Vince and his vision for this business, maybe it wouldn't be here anymore. Right? There were some things at that time, back in the day, that were very popular. Uh, what were the roller derby, or things like that, that just disappeared off the face of the planet that I can remember being a kid. Yes, because I'm really old. Watching that on TV, saying, like, right after wrestling, and thinking, like, well, that's a, you know, it's kind of a similar thing, but gone, right? Never to be seen again. Vision of what he did changed the business changed all of it for 50 years, incredible run of success, no greater mind in the business. Um, at this point in time, if, 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 if all of us didn't look at moments in time for counsel,
from him on thoughts or ideas, or if we have a question to go to him and ask, we'd be silly not to. Um, it's it's sitting next to somebody that knows more about this or, or has forgotten more about this than you'll ever know, maybe, right? And to not utilize that in some aspect. But is he day-to-day? -day? No. Is he is he in it all the time? No. Um, you know, and he's, if anybody has, he's earned that right to be able to do that. Hi, uh, Adam Graham with the Detroit News. Hey, hey. I'm here. Very happy to be here. Thanks for coming to me. Thanks Thanks for coming to Detroit. Detroit. I uh, wanted to go back to Detroit as a host city, how it's been for you guys. Uh, you mentioned this is the first SummerSlam here since 93. This is the first time you've been in Ford Field since WrestleMania 23 in 2007. Um, Way better than I would have done, I would too. <laughs> yes. Uh, just again, wondering how Detroit has been as a host city, how we got our turn here this time, and uh, you know, 2027 would be 40 years on WrestleMania 3. Wondering if we're going to get another WrestleMania in our future anytime soon. Okay. I think all of that we'll see. As far as Detroit um, being a great host, incredible. Um, it's why we're here. Fan base, uh, that's here. You know, Detroit's always been an amazing um, city for WWE. As far as where we go in the process, yeah, there's a bidding process on it. It's, it's sort of like uh, what the Olympics goes through or the Super Bowl goes through. We, we go through the same process of trying to find the right place. Um, you know, what would they like us to go? You know, the, the impact study for WrestleMania just came out. I think it was 250 million or something like that for impact of, of um, you know, LA for WrestleMania. You know, the, the economic impact that we bring to cities and, and um, their local governments for what we do in today's world is, you know, it's kind of second to none in some, to some degree. So their desire to have us here, it's a part of that process and where we're gonna go, where we're gonna go for WrestleMania, SummerSlams, Rumbles, uh, you name it, it becomes a part of that process. And, and then obviously for us, it's not just about, about the benefits and about the money, it's about, you know, where we're gonna have the best reaction, where our fans are the best, you know, we can, get offers to go places where we don't think we'll have a great show, we're not gonna go there. Um, so, you know, timing was right, setup offer was right, whatever it is, um, and uh, amazing fan base here. So we, we had a blast here. I thank everybody here in Detroit for the, for the hospitality and um, look forward to being here again down the line and, and uh, doing this again with all of you because it was a great time. Our final question will come from Mr. Raptor. Bill Raptor from Sportscade along with Emily. Chris Featherstone. So it, it appeared in the press section today, we were all saying, why the heck was the U.S. champion, Austin Theory, in the Battle Royal? What's the answer? <laughs> My guess would be to try to win a Battle Royal. <laughs> That's what I would be. I mean, I don't know. I think to avoid being thrown out over the top rope would be correct, his first correct, yeah. thing. And then maybe winning it might be the second, which both those didn't pan out for okay. me. Uh, but yeah, there's a moment there, you know, that it, he could succeed and do something really cool. It just seemed like, you know, why isn't he defending the title at SummerSlam, but he's in the Battle Royal. Yeah, I think I covered that under the longer event section of the the process, right? Okay. Like, yeah, the, this is one of the things, so when you creatively have enough talent and enough 
storylines and everything else that you can do two full days of WrestleMania. When you pull back to one show, time-wise, it's very clear, no matter what show it is, you cannot put everybody on that show. Um, I try to have that conversation with talent all the time. Obviously, if you're a talent, when the bigger PLEs come around, or what is perceived as the bigger PLEs, that's the show you want to be on. But not everybody can be on that PLE. Because when tonight's show, which is now over, four weeks from now, we're going to be at Backlash. Five weeks after that, we're going to be at Fastlane. Right? There's always another big event that you have to have stuff ready to go on. You have things in your pocket, you have them ready to go, and then you see what's what is positioned best? What's the biggest thing you have for this? The other things you move over along that same, you know, creative point of view. At the same time, you have five hours of live television every week that you've got to feed as well. Seven, if you want to count NXT, right? So the, the, the amount of content that you're constantly churning and generating based off of the PLEs and what you're... You, you have to make strategic decisions. Sometimes those decisions aren't going to make everybody happy. Sometimes uh, people are going to have to take the lemons and make lemonade, right? Um, it just is what it is. Um, but again, rather see them have a bigger platform at another time than a smaller platform at a bigger time. To me, that makes more sense and that's where I would rather see it. Um, but you know, Austin Theory, I'm sure, is brushing up on his top rope skills right now, <laughs> trying to get to the next uh, Battle Royal to see if he can have some success in the Battle Royal field. Well answered. Yeah, thank you. We'll do one more, Byron. Go ahead. Yeah, Paul. Chris Vanini from The Athletic and the Getting Over Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Finn Balor, uh, seven years coming back to here. He's had a couple of title shots, hasn't gotten over the hump. Where do you see where he is at right now? I see Finn Balor as... Um, being in probably the second most successful sort of grouping outside of the bloodline right now. Um, pretty dominant on Raw. Uh, you know, to, to me now it's, um, I don't know, there seemed to be a little bit of a riff there with him and Damien. Where does that go? It's, it's always this very interesting to me um, where those character traits take people. You know, the interesting thing with the Bloodline, different from Judgment Day, Bloodline has a very distinct leader. Judgment Day sort of doesn't. You can make the argument it's Rhea. You can make the argument it's Damien. You can make the argument it's Finn. I don't think anybody will make the argument it's Dominic. <laughs> but he's an important cog in that wheel. And um, but it's, to me, that's the thing. Where does Finn go from here? I don't know, that's what I want to find out, right? And that's, to me, that's the point of all this. What's next, right? And when we get to the place where you're asking what's next, I think that's the best place to be. Thank you all very much for being here. I look forward to seeing you all again down the road. Thank you. Paul Triple H Levesque. Give Heyman one of the C4 energy drinks. <laughs> uh, he came out here. 
had another six hours of something to say. Um, I thought we had a fantastic night tonight, and um, I want to thank Detroit. It's been 30 years since our last SummerSlam in Detroit, and um, the city did not disappoint. I think um, they showed up in, in mass. They uh, showed up to have a great time. I think, um, and I think we delivered for them. I'm, I'm, uh, I want to thank the partners and the Tigers and the Lions because they've been excellent partners in this process and helping us get to this point. Um, tonight was the highest grossing SummerSlam in the history of the WWE. It's actually our highest grossing PLE ever outside of WrestleMania. So successful on that. Um, tonight's attendance was 59,194. I want to point out the fact of something that I think is really cool and Heyman just talked about the success of everything that's happening. And um, while I certainly acknowledge the tribal chief and the bloodline, I think it's so many things that have risen um, that have been um, put on display and people that have uh, been given the opportunity to shine in a way that has really sort of transformed WWE and that to me shows in things like us breaking records at every PLE that we have done in 2023. Every single one of them has broken a record. Um, so I think that's stating something that, like Paul mentioned, um, almost every week when we're at uh, Raw, when we're at SmackDown, or when we're getting the reports, it's largest gate ever, it's largest attendance in, in that market's history. The, the amount of records that we're setting right now, the amount of business that we're doing, um, if this was a tweet, I'd use the little flame emoji. <laughs> I'm learning. My daughter came with me on this trip She's back there waiting for me, so I'm learning like the Twittery things or X's or whatever they're called. Um, so we're working on it. Um, well, more numbers for you guys next week on um, sponsorship, merch, social, but all of them at, at this moment look like they set records. Um, the viewership on Peacock looks pretty much like it's, uh, it's a record um, for SummerSlam and uh, I think pretty much a record through the rest of the year, but we will see. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, highest grossing PLE outside of WrestleMania of all time, but also our largest um, sponsorship and partnership in this company's history um, from Slim Jim and the sort of the for SummerSlam, the sponsorship in general setting records for the company. So successful weekend all the way around. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, you texted me you were gonna be here looking for a gig, but good to see you. <laughs> um, hopefully that momentum will keep going. As, as uh, all of you know, WrestleMania 40 in Philly, it goes on sale one week from Friday, August 18th. Um, and from all indications right now, the, the interest in it is at an all-time high. So um, wonderful evening. Thank you all for being here. You know, we had a, a, a Obviously, 150 media, over 150 media in attendance tonight, so I appreciate all the support, all of you being here. Hopefully you had a great time. I'm not gonna go through the matches on the card because I think you all you all witnessed it. Um, I think you knew what, what, what happened tonight. I think there's some incredible moments. A lot of them were talked about tonight. Um, I will mention to me that, uh, you know, I heard Cody say he had digested or had enough time to really digest the, uh, the Brock Lesnar 
uh, moment after their match, completely unplanned, um, completely in the moment. And I, I just, <laughs> for me, you know, Brock Lesnar is such a unique athlete, human being, all those things. But he really, I don't believe, gets the credit he should at being one of the all-time greats at, at this, right? Um, you know, un unbelievable athlete, you know, at the highest of levels, UFC at the highest of levels, right? You could make the argument and, and could, would be accurate, greatest combat athlete of all time. But just, just talking about sports entertainment, just this. My opinion, one of the greatest of all times. I don't think because his style is different, because of the way he he does it is different from anybody else. Truly, really is, um, you know, a, a, a generational talent for this. Name the amount of people that Brock Lesnar has gotten up after going through a match like that, shook their hand, and pulled them in to hug them before walking out. Right. Um, I know Brock. I work with him all the time. That was a holy shit moment for me, <laughs> right? So when Cody realizes what happens, I think he's it, it's, it's a that's a moment. And if that doesn't state to you where Cody is at, where this journey has taken him, where this journey has taken him from what many people questioned at WrestleMania to where he is right now, like that rise just continues. Um, to be phenomenal, and he delivers at all turns. So it's 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 awesome. Um, and it's the other thing that I noticed tonight. To me, there's a lot of a lot of moments of um, people shifting into another level. Whether they've been there before and had fallen off, or whether they're getting there for the first time. But you know, um, the you know L Logan Paul just continues to excel. Ricochet getting an opportunity to shine and delivering. An unbelievable performance. Um, a, a new baddest woman on the planet, so to speak, um, and and just that epic of a moment for Rhonda to do that, and for Rhonda to do what she does um, to me is, is again it's a, it's a Brock Lesnar moment. Um, L.A. Knight, you know, breaking out, uh, I, you know, it just just a big night, and and even something like Io having the moment that she had. Um, stepping into her own um, in this environment when I think a lot of people understand what she brings to the table and, and what she can deliver but getting that opportunity again and it was great to see Dakota back um, but just a spectacular night and of course Roman and the Bloodline always deliver the women had a spectacular match so um, you know other than that I'm going to open it up to questions I'll start off in the front row see Byron learns Right, with the last time I battered him for not calling on the way, he starts with the woman straight out of the gates. <laughs> I, I listen. I'm no, stubborn you, at times, you, but eventually no, I. No, no, you listen, buddy. Yeah. I'm not here to get anyone in trouble here. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> All right. Uh, congratulations again on an incredible, incredible show. I'm Emily May with that hashtag show and Sportskita with Bill. And. There's been a lot of discussion. Why'd you make Bill sit all the way over there if he's with you? Well, I couldn't find him. I mean, I'm not that I blame you. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I couldn't find him. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, there's been a lot of discussion across the wrestling sphere about women and representation and diversity across 
many wrestling promotions. And so I would like to hear from you as someone that is a head of creative, how, especially with a new champion tonight, how are you pushing women across the board at WWE, especially with some new premium live events in our future? My take on that is the same as it's always been on that. I don't see the difference. I look at the women in WWE just like I look at the men in WWE. Um, they're talent, and it's irrelevant to me if they're female talent, male talent, doesn't matter to me. I um, put the same amount of thought, put the same amount of process, um, and are just looking for the things that are delivering in the moment. I said it when it was when when they did it. When women main evented WrestleMania, it was because they were the main event of WrestleMania. I, we we didn't make them the main event of anything, and this has been for me through takeovers and NXT and all of it. If they were the main event, it was because they were the main event, not because hey, that's pretty good. You guys are women. I think I'll get better press if I put you in the main event. That's cool, right? No, it's not. It's it's whoever is the most deserving, whatever is the most deserving. You know, there's there's always going to be criticism of everything we do. My only thing is. One have patience. Two, there's oh, there's always another thing around the corner, um, and you know, like there there was a lot of, of uh, banter that I saw uh, this week about matches being cut, right? Which is the word that was used, but nothing was cut. There was no card announced, right? If if we don't have more things in the pocket ready to go for a PLE than can fit in the PLE, I've done a terrible job because there's always an injury waiting around the corner. There's always a moment that changes everything. And when one creative thing changes, it changes the trajectory of everything, right? So if you don't have more stuff than you need ready to go, you failed. Then you get to the unfortunate place where you and I have got too much stuff. I don't know about any of you, that show was plenty long tonight. Plenty long, right? Um, if it had been longer, it would have been bad. And so, there comes a time when you say, well, does everything get shorter time? Does everything get rushed? Does everything get harried? Or do we move things around and shift it and give it a bigger spotlight? As a performer for me, I'd rather have the bigger spotlight. That's how I look at it. But when it comes to the difference between like, how do we, how do we write the storylines? How do we get here and there with, with different characters and all of that? I don't look at it as any different. It's talent. What can I, what storyline can I create with the best talent to create the best moment to create the best matches, main events, PLEs, and everything is looked at as a whole, and it's looked at as a cycle from the year, right? So you, you have to look at all of it. It's it's a gigantic puzzle. All the way in the back row, I Brandon Thurston from Wrestling. I was wondering if you could tell us a little about uh, the Tick Man's uh, contribution to creative lately and. Uh, to what extent his recovery from surgery will impact his ability to continue to contribute from uh, as as far as the surgery goes I'm not, I'm not a doctor I can't tell you how fast that recovery will be or if if I'm a guessing man um, I've seen Vince come back from some remarkable things way faster than anybody else I've ever seen do it um, he still brags that he was back quicker from two quarters at the same time than I was from one um, so, you know, how long that is, I, I don't know. Um, as far as contributions, I, I would just say this. 
the reason WWE is what it is, the reason this business, not just WWE, because you could make an argument, a very valid one, that without Vince and his vision for this business, maybe it wouldn't be here anymore, right? There were some things at that time, back in the day, that were very popular, uh, what were the roller derby, or things like that, that just disappeared off the face of the planet that I can remember being a kid, yes, because I'm really old, watching that on TV, saying, like, right after wrestling, and thinking, like, well, that's a, you know, it's kind of a similar thing, but gone, right? Never to be seen again. Vision of what he did changed the business, changed all of it for 50 years, incredible run of success, no greater mind in the business. Um, at this point in time, if, 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 if all of us didn't look at moments in time for counsel from him on thoughts or ideas, or if we have a question to go to him and ask, we'd be silly not to. Um, it's, it's sitting next to somebody that knows more about this or, or has forgotten more about this than you'll ever know maybe, right? And, and to not utilize that in some aspect. But is he day-to-day? -day? No. Is he, is he in it all the time? No. Um, you know, and he's, if anybody has, he's earned that right to be able to do that. Hi, uh, Adam Graham with the Detroit News. Hey, Thank I'm here. Very happy to be here. Thanks for coming to me. Thanks yeah, for coming yeah, to Detroit. Yeah. I uh, wanted to go back to Detroit as a host city, how it's been for you guys. Uh, you mentioned this is the first SummerSlam here since 93. This is the first time you've been in Ford Field since WrestleMania 23 in 2007. Um, Way better than I would have done, I would too. <laughs> yes. Uh, just again, wondering how Detroit has been as a host city, how we got our turn here this time, and uh, you know, 2027 would be 40 years on WrestleMania 3. Wondering if we're going to get another WrestleMania in our future anytime soon. Look, I, I think all of that we'll see. As far as Detroit um, being a great host, incredible. Um, that's why we're here. Fan base, uh, that's here. You know, Detroit's always been an amazing um, city for WWE. As far as where we go in the process, yeah, there's a bidding process on it. It's, it's sort of like uh, what the Olympics goes through, or the Super Bowl goes through. We, we go through the same process of trying to find the right place. Um, you know, what would they like us to go? You know, the, the impact study for WrestleMania just came out. I think it was $250 million or something like that for impact of, of um, you know, L.A. for WrestleMania. You know, the, the economic impact that we bring to cities and, and um, their local governments for what we do in today's world is, you know, it's kind of second to none in some, to some degree. So their desire to have us here, it's a part of that process. And where we're going to go, where we're going to go for WrestleMania, SummerSlams, Rumbles, uh, you name it, it becomes a part of that process. And, and then obviously for us, it's not just about, about the benefits and about the money. It's about, you know, where we're going to have the best reaction, where our fans are the best. You know, we can get offers to go places where we don't think we'll have a great show, we're not gonna go there. Um, so, you know, timing was right, setup offer was right, whatever it is, um, and uh, amazing fan base here. So we, we had a blast here. I thank everybody here in Detroit for the, for the hospitality and um, look forward to being here again down the line and, and uh, doing this again with all of you because it was a great time. Our final question will come from Mr. Raptor. Bill Raptor from Sports Cade along with Emily. 
Philosopher's Featherstone. So it, it appeared in the press section today. We were all saying, why the heck was the US champion, Austin Theory, in the Battle Royal? What's the answer? <laughs> My guess would be to try to win a Battle Royal. <laughs> I, that's what I would be. I mean, I, I don't know. I think to avoid being thrown out over the top rope would be correct, his first correct, yeah. thing, and then maybe winning it might be the second, which both those didn't pan out for. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a moment there, you know, that it, he could succeed and do something really cool. It just seemed like, you know, why isn't he defending the title? at SummerSlam, but he's in the Battle Royal. Yeah, I think I covered that under the longer event section of the the process, right? Okay. Like, yeah, the, the, this is one of the things. So, when you creatively have enough talent and enough storylines and everything else that you can do two full days of WrestleMania, when you pull back to one show, time-wise, very clear no matter what show it is you cannot put everybody on that show um, I try to have that conversation with talent all the time obviously if you're a talent when the bigger PLEs come around or what is perceived as the bigger PLEs that's the show you want to be on but not everybody can be on that PLE because when tonight's show which is now over four weeks from now we're gonna be a backlash Five weeks after that, we're going to be at fast lane, right? There's always another big event that you have to have stuff ready to go on. You have things in your pocket, you have them ready to go, and then you see what's what is positioned best. What's the biggest thing you have for this? The other things you move over along that same, you know, creative point of view. At the same time, you have five hours of live television every week that you've got to feed as well. Seven, if you want to count NXT, right? So the, the, the amount of content that you're constantly churning and generating based off of the PLEs and what you're, you, you have to make strategic decisions. Sometimes those decisions aren't going to make everybody happy. Sometimes uh, people are going to have to take the lemons and make lemonade, right? Um, it just is what it is, um, but again, rather see them have a bigger platform at another time than a smaller platform at a bigger time. To me, that makes more sense and that's why I would rather see it. Um, but you know, Austin Theory, I'm sure is brushing up on his top rope skills right now, <laughs> trying to get to the next uh, Battle Royal to see if he can have some success in the Battle Royal field. Well answered. Yeah, thank you. We'll do one more, Byron, go ahead. Yeah, Paul. Chris Vanini from The Athletic and the Getting Over Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Finn Balor, uh, seven years coming back to here. He's had a couple of title shots, hasn't gotten over the hump. Where do you see where he is at right now? I see Finn Balor as um, being in probably the second most successful sort of grouping outside of the bloodline right now. Um, pretty dominant on Raw. You know, to, to me now, it's, um, I don't know, there seemed to be a little bit of a riff there with him and Damien. Where does that go? It's, it's always this very interesting to me um, where those character traits take people. You know, the interesting thing with the Bloodline, different from Judgment Day, Bloodline has a very distinct leader. Judgment Day sort of doesn't. You can make the argument it's Rhea. You can make the argument it's Damien. You can make the argument it's Finn. 
don't think anybody will make the argument is dumb enough. <laughs> but he's an important cog in that wheel. And um, but it's, to me, that's the thing. Where does Finn go from here? I don't know, that's what I want to find out, right? And that's, to me, that's the point of all this. What's next, right? And when we get to the place where you're asking what's next, I think that's the best place to be. Thank you all very much for being here. I look forward to seeing you all again down the road. And, uh, thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.